Hey everybody, great to see all of you. Man, I'm excited, I hope you're excited too. So, um, uh, uh, I'm gonna, well, let me just get, get some things out of the way and then tell you where we're gonna be going over our next few minutes. And I'll tell you this much, if you get easily offended, you, you don't wanna watch um, this, this message. I'm not gonna pull any punches. There's, there's a lot to say, but before we get going with that, just a few order uh, pieces of business. One of them is there's another fake account just started. Uh, here it is. Let's pull up that. You, you guys can see that. Tom Hughes, I prophecy. That is not me. Um, this person's soliciting people. Apparently, they've been able to send text messages to people. I don't send out emails and beg for money and say things like, hey, uh, um, uh, I've got an orphanage, and if you really care about people or whatever, don't send out text messages. I don't do that. You guys hear me? We are we are 100% uh, funded uh, by you guys, and it just through. And the only way to donate to us is either through the app or online at the website Hope for Our Times. There is no other way. Don't solicit any other way. If any other way comes to you, it's an absolute lie. It's just whether or not you come to us and. You want to donate, you only do it through, the, through our app or through our website. There's no other way. So any other way, these people are liars, they are crooks. They're out to steal from you. They hate Christians. They don't believe in the message. And so for them, they feel justified uh, because um, as far as they can see, uh, Jesus is a fake. So therefore, they're going to rip off Christians. So that's what they want to do. They, wanna, they pull on your heartstrings because they know that you guys care and they're thieves. These people are absolute thieves. And they steal money. They steal money from you guys. They steal money from us being able to do ministry um, with the other things that we got going. So don't listen, don't subscribe, don't follow these people. They're all over. You can tell mine, mine are everything is spelled correctly. Um, but again, if you if donate, you just donate through our app or online. No, there, there is no other way. But man, these people are crooks. A couple of other things to note also. Uh, check this out. I hope that you can join me tomorrow. I have one of my favorite people uh, as far as I've been reading his material for a long time. He's going to be on my program uh, for the first time tomorrow on the live stream, 2 o'clock Pacific Standard Time, Britt Gillette. As a genius, it's going to be off the charts great. I have two fantastic programs lined up. Uh, Monday, tomorrow with Britt Gillette. Tuesday, and we have Monkey back on. I'm excited. I haven't seen Monkey since I was in Israel with him. Uh, in fact, we have the whole month lined up all the way through to New Year's Eve. So uh, I'm excited about what's coming. And I uh, hope that you can join me both live on Monday and live tomorrow. And uh, I'll be live on the app on Wednesday. I'll tell you more about that later. I'll probably tell you more about that tomorrow because I want to deal with some things on Wednesday that I can't deal with here. But uh, listen, we th this can be really good if you would. Also... Um, if you haven't subscribed to this channel yet and you like what we do, I would uh, ask you to subscribe. Um, and uh, you can like and share uh, this with your friends. That's how the, the, the ministry is able to grow. And also download the app. The app is free to download. And uh, I have a program on live Wednesdays. Do a Q&A with you guys. It'll be just me doing the Q&A this Wednesday. All right. Enough of that because... We're going to go to some areas uh, in this message that I'm not going to pull any punches. Uh, some things are going to bother some folks. Um, and just got to deal with it. You know, it, it, you know if, if you've been following me long enough, um, I, I've come to a point where I don't really care what the articles in the UK say about me or Drudge Report or whatever else. Uh, listen, it, I mean, at what point do we stop telling the truth? Galatians chapter 4, verse 16. Uh, have I become your enemy because I tell you the truth? And, uh, and there's some things out here that are exceptionally evil that are happening right now. And, and uh, we're going to have a look. Uh, we're going we're gonna to begin. Uh, this message is the first uh, with the prophet Micah. We're in our Minor Prophet series. Uh, so we're beginning our, our new book uh, with Micah right now. Uh, the title of the message with Micah. Here it is. It's uh, when God comes down, it's going to be bad. And uh, we can think of the various times that God came down. He came down to the Tower of Babel. That wasn't good. He comes down here 
at, at, uh, with the time of Micah. We're going to see that the way God says I'm coming down, meaning uh, not physically, but he's coming down to deal with uh, the problems of uh, the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom. We think of God coming down in the person of Jesus Christ uh, at uh, Bethlehem in the first advent of Christ as we celebrate that uh, during the month of December. And yes, before you say anything in the comments, I do not believe that Jesus was born in December. I, uh, I, but I celebrate the birth of Jesus anyways. Um, done a lot of studies on that, but I don't want to go there right now. But listen, when God comes down, uh, things are going to be bad. Uh, let's read a little bit of this from Micah, and I'm not going to pull any punches. Some of the things I say, if, if you get easily offended, you're not going to like this uh, message. Um, but I'm going to tell you the truth because that's what we do, right? If you teach the Bible, if you're willing to tell the truth, you're willing to understand that people won't like you, they won't follow you, and that kind of stuff. just is what it is. It's not about pleasing people. It's about pleasing the Lord and knowing that the Lord's people are going to be blessed. The Lord's people are going to be strengthened. Your faith is going to be built. You're not going to be deceived. So we're moving forward. You ready? Okay. Micah chapter 1. Verse 1, the word of the Lord that came to Micah of Morsheth in the days of Jotham, or Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah, kings of Judah, which he saw concerning Samaria and Jerusalem. So notice two cities that Micah is calling out. Samaria, the northern, represents the northern tribes. Jerusalem, representing the southern tribes. Let's read through some more of this so you can get a feel about what was going on there. And really, the connection for today is disturbing. Continues verse 2. Hear all you peoples, listen, O earth, and all that is in it. Let the Lord God be a witness against you, the Lord from his holy temple. For behold, the Lord is coming out of his place. He will come down and tread on the high places of the earth. The mountains will melt under him, and the valleys will split like wax before the fire, like waters poured down in a steep place. All this for the transgression of Jacob and for the sins of the house of Israel. What is the transgression of Jacob? Is it not Samaria? And what are the high places of Judah? Are they not Jerusalem? So again, he's calling out the two cities and the northern tribes and the southern tribes. He's saying, I'm going to judge you. Therefore, I will make Samaria a heap of ruins in the field. Places for planting a vineyard, I will pour down her stones into the valley, and I will uncover her foundations. All her carved images shall be beaten to pieces, and all her pay as a harlot and shall be burned with the fire. All her idols I will lay desolate, for she gathered it from the pay of a harlot, and they shall return to the pay of a harlot. Therefore, verse 8, I will wail and howl. This is... Uh, this is Micah saying this. I will wail and I will howl. I will go stripped and naked. I will make a wailing like the jackals and a mourning like the ostriches. For her wounds are incurable, for it has come to Judah. Did you hear that? Her wounds are incurable. I want to, uh, let's think about this just for a second. We'll come back to this. But have we reached that place where the wickedness of this world is incurable apart from repentance? Have we passed the point of no return? Uh, not long ago, I did a message, uh, and I talked about the prophet Jeremiah, and three times God told Jeremiah, look, Judah has gone too far. Do not pray for them. And I mentioned this, and this really bothered a lot of people, but God told Jeremiah, don't pray for them. They've, they've crossed the Rubicon. They've gone too far. God says, it's done. Judgment is coming. It's over for them. And I said, are we there yet? I asked that question. Uh, some people think that we are there in America. Some people do not. And I didn't say, don't pray for America. A lot of people called some of my colleagues and said, I said, don't pray for America. I didn't say that. But I said, have we reached that place? Uh, I don't know. Um, I know I still pray. I still hope that there's this place of repentance. Um, I don't, other people feel differently. They feel we have crossed that place and they feel that God is telling them, don't pray for America. And here, he says here, Micah, 
Verse 9, for her wounds are incurable, for it has come to Judah. It has come to the gate of my people to Jerusalem. This is what God is saying through the prophet Micah to Judah back then. Have we reached that place of being incurable? Have we been turned over, Romans chapter 1, to debased mind or reprobate mind? Is there anything other than judgment before this world? I think that Micah presents... A very interesting thing indeed. Listen, we're going to look at some things. Some things are going to be a bit difficult, especially come uh, the second half. Uh, But let's get going here. I just want to show you some things. Um, This is from End Time Headlines. I want to give a shout out to both End Time Headlines and also Brett Metter. Um, Let me read this first. This is from End Time Headlines. I have no problem with the gospel being explained. I have a huge problem with it being changed in order not to offend anyone. Amen. Me too. And I'm guessing you're watching this channel because of the same reason. You don't mind things being explained, but changing things not to offend anyone, you know, this is a terrible thing, whatever. Uh, But I did say I want to give a shout out to both Brett Metter and End Time Headline. Um, Both of them went to bat for me. Watch, Watch my back. I've never met either one of them. I would love to meet both of them. Have them on uh, maybe one of my live streams or just any time that I can get them both on. Would love to. Um, uh, I've, what happened was this last week, I already saw it in the comments. So somebody, had, many of you have seen it. So there's a Drudge report. I was on the front page of Drudge. You click on it, it takes you to a publication over in the UK. This person said, hey, there's this doomsday uh, preacher with his outlandish comments, the supposed words of Jesus. And I found the article kind of humorous. They quoted me from a video I did a couple weeks ago. Um, I can't remember what the collapse of everything or something like that. I can't remember what the title of it was. And in it, I said, here's one of the signs. There's hundreds of signs of the second coming of Christ. I said, one of them is that everybody will be offended. And I quoted the words of Jesus where Jesus said, many will be offended because of me. And how we know the the signs of the last days will only increase in frequency and intensity because that's the way the Bible describes them, like birth pains. That's how the Bible describes them. But I said, many will be offended because of me. Uh, And we live in a time right now where it seems everyone gets offended, Um, almost everyone. And uh, I found it kind of humorous because the person that wrote the article was offended that I said many would be offended. And I thought, well, there's a self-fulfilling prophecy right there. And then I found out they wrote three other articles. Um, so I guess uh, whoever it is is either obsessed with me or hates me or God. Uh, God is God's out to get them. I don't know what's going on. But both End Time Headline, thank you, brother, so much for uh, the video you did. That was very encouraging. Um, listen, we're moving forward together. Brett Metter, thank you also. I appreciate uh, your kind words. Both of you guys, we've never even met, and both of you guys are very kind. And we're just in this place where we need to press forward together. But I want to go back to this comment here from End Time Headline in this post. I have no problem with the gospel being explained. I have a huge problem with it being changed in order not to offend anyone. Listen, what I'm going to say tonight is going to offend some people. That's just the reality of it. But let's get going just with some of the, the basic news that's out there. Then we'll get to the really offensive stuff about halfway through. Here you go. Ready? Soon there will be none left. HSBC customer fury as 114 bank branches are to shut across the UK. That's 25% of their bank branches. What's happening with the economy? Interesting times. Uh, Then there's this. Rubini warns, uh, the mother of all economic crises is looming. Okay, let's go from the economic crisis. Listen, we know that. Revelation chapter 6, we have the rider on the black horse. It is a worldwide, it's a global economic catastrophe that is going to be worse, uh, way worse than the Great Depression was from back in the 1930s. Let's move on to this next one. So I'm going to get through these things and get to Micah. Apple turned off protest communication tool right before anti-lockdown uprising in China. Apple is complicit. These big tech companies are complicit when they're doing these kind of things. This is evil what's been going on in China. Then there's this. I believe I showed this in my uh, midweek update this week. China is building the world's largest quarantine camp uh, with 90,000 isolation pods. This is the World Economic Forum's role model for the global community. What's that a quote of? Klaus Schwab said China is a role model for many countries. 90,000 isolation pods. Lock people in. 
unbelievable what is happening. However, check this out. China's mass protests are overwhelming its censorship, uh, censorship systems. Uh, we're watching uprisings going on. I'm going to be talking more about this on my midweek Wednesday update. I'll be bringing last week was Thursday. This coming week, I'll be back on Wednesdays. But I'm looking at what's going on, folks. Um, it, it is really something. Keep your eyes on China. Now, I'm going to show you a real short clip from David Harris Jr. Uh, with what's going on in China and the 90,000, uh, these, 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 uh, these, um, uh, 90,000 pods that they've been saying we're going to lock people in. Look at this. There you go. Let's show this. Check it out. There it is. Someone in China burned down the, the camps. Interesting, isn't it? You're looking at this. I don't know what the full story is on all this, but uh, man, this is interesting to watch what is going on there. So, you know, I, I just look at what's going on there in that clip, and then I think of these words. Uh, from the New York Post, again, what's happening, China's mass protests are overwhelming its censorship, censorship system. Folks, this world, man, something is going on. Um, then, then there's this. I, I probably can't say too much about this one, but dropping like coin prices. Check this one out. We'll pull this up here. Three crypto billionaires have died in the last month. And then you have the FTX thing going on. Boy, do we live in interesting times. And then there's this one. Check it out. Planned Parenthood leader says children are sexual beings from birth. This is out of the Daily Caller. Um, yeah, there's problems. There's real problems. Things are evil. One more, and then we're going to go into Micah, and I'm going to explain some things, and we're going to connect some dots. You wonder what's going on with Balcienega or whatever that's called? Huh. Look at this. Uh, we've become a country, this is from Isabel Maria de Luca, um, we've become a country where pedophilia is hated more in our nation's prison than it is by the FBI, Kim Kardashian, Bella Hadid, and Balenciaga. Uh, Kim Kardashian and also her uh, sister uh, Kylie. I mean, it's some wicked things coming up, man. We're going to go into this because guess what Micah does? And I... Uh, it, it's going to be ugly, but we need to know the truth. And I, I'm not doing this to offend, doing this because, li listen, we're going to talk about things. If you can't, um, if, if things that are happening right now, some of these evil things that are happening right now, the evil things, just sick things, especially with these kids and stuff, they're happening right now, and they don't bother you, you just think it, well, you know, it's just, yeah, people do that kind of stuff. Man, there's something, there's something wrong, bro. You better get your heart checked and see uh, what's going on because uh, if this doesn't bother you, then and you think you're a believer in Christ? Man, man, wouldn't want to be there. Let's look at this, number one with Micah, the details. Uh, so regarding the details of Micah, as it is with all of the prophets Micah, let's get some facts. He begins by saying the word of the Lord that came to Micah. Then he tells us where he's from. He is from Morsheth, and the kings that were ruling uh, were from Jerusalem during this time, and he lists who they are. Uh, so Samaria to the north and Jerusalem to the south is the places that his prophecies go to. Uh, Micah of Morsheth is also called Morsheth Gath. In chapter 1, verse 14 of Micah, it was about 25 miles southwest of Jerusalem on the borderlands between Judah and the area of the Philistines. So think of Gath, uh, about 25 miles it's on the borderlands. Uh, this means that Micah was like the prophet Amos, a man from the country sent into the city to bring the word of the Lord. Again, the borderlands, I think of this is where God has them. You're going to go over here, and you're going to go over here. You're going to preach up there, and you're going to preach down there. Also, Micah had a strong sense of his own calling as a prophet, and he says so in Micah chapter 3, verse 8. He says this, we're not going to be there today, but in chapter 3, verse 8. But truly I am full of power by the Spirit of the Lord, and of justice and might to declare to Jacob his transgression and to Israel his sin. He recognizes, listen, 
God has filled me with the Spirit. God has called me to preach this message. I'm going to preach the truth, and if it offends, it offends. If you hate me, you throw me in jail. I mean, these prophets were killed. They were ridiculed. Uh, they were thrown into prisons. That's the reality of what happened. You can read about it in the Hall of Faith in Hebrews chapter 11. We know about Jeremiah. The pity was thrown into. There are all kinds of false prophets, all kinds of false priests out there saying everything's okay. Don't be bringing up this cultural stuff and saying there's any sin in any of this. Keep your mouth shut. Micah said, not so. I am full of the Holy Spirit. I'm full of the Spirit of the Lord and of justice and of might to declare the transgressions. And I'm going to do it because that's what God has called me to do. Also, Micah prophesied sometime between 739 and 686 B.C. How do we know that? Well, he tells us in verse 1 that the word of the Lord came to him in the days of Jotham and Ahaz and Hezekiah, the kings of Judah. Uh, and, and 739 B.C. was the start of the reign of Jotham, and 686 B.C. was the end of the reign of Hezekiah. Uh, Micah prophesied during the reign of Jotham, Jotham and Ahaz, wicked kings, and Hezekiah a good king. Even though Hezekiah was a good king, the people overall were hell-bent on doing evil. Um, Hezekiah's good and godly leadership was not enough to steer the tide of sin away from their wickedness. Man, you look and, 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 and listen, I mean, you look at politics and I tell people to vote. I would really encourage you. I mean, I look at the national level. Then you look at the world. Listen, people are looking for a leader. Leader's going to come. We know him as beast or antichrist. He's coming. He's coming. But when you look at this, we need the Lord. Uh, and, and so although even Micah uh, or Hezekiah comes along and he is a good good leader, the people were still bent on doing sin, and they weren't going to do what was necessary. Micah, a few more facts, was a younger contemporary of the more well-known prophet Isaiah. And Micah mentions many cities, but he singled out um, uh, Samaria and Jerusalem. Um, although judgment is coming to all of the land, uh, the city of Samaria was the capital of the northern kingdom. Jerusalem was the capital of the southern kingdom. And they represented the two houses of evil uh, to the north and the south. So we have, uh, the first off, we have the details. Second, what do we have? We have the doom. So God says, this is what he says. I want you to note this again. Behold, the Lord is coming out of his place. He will come down and tread on the high places of the earth. The mountains will melt under him and the valleys will split like wax before fire, like waters poured down a steep place. All this for the transgression of Jacob. What's the transgression of Jacob? What are the high places of Judah? Are they not Jerusalem? Therefore, I will make Samaria a heap of ruins in the field, places for planting a vineyard. I will pour down her stones into the valley and so forth. And on with the sins uh, that uh, God is calling them out for. You've, 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 you've perverted everything. You've done, uh, uh, you, the, the things you've done are bad. Now, with this, the book of Micah is a book about the, the prophecies are uh, about doom, but they are also about hope, a mixture of judgment and hope. So the judgment that Micah prophesies would be experienced by both Samaria and Jerusalem. Samaria in 722 BC when the Assyrians came against the northern kingdom, and then in 586 BC when Babylon finally destroyed uh, uh, Jerusalem. By the way, some of the things you'll notice going through the book of Micah, probably even in this message, uh, we'll, we'll get there. Um, some of the things that Micah prophesies also have to do with the tribulation period. So Micah is dealing with the immediate details of Samaria and, and Jerusalem from way back then, 722 BC and 586 BC. Then we get launched into the future during the tribulation period. But he also prophesies great hope. Micah, check this out. This is really good because we need this. We need hope right now. Because everything is bad. I mean, you look at, listen, all you people go, well, you, you say all this bad stuff. All you got to do is read the news. The news is there, but listen, 
there is hope. Uh, chapter 2, verse 12, as Micah is going to go back and forth, judgment is coming, but if you know the Lord, man, it's going to be good. Look at this. I will surely assemble all of you. Chapter 2, verse 12 of Micah. Oh, Jacob, I will surely gather the remnant of Israel. I will put them together like sheep uh, of the fold, like a flock in the midst of their pasture. They shall make a loud noise because of so many people. The one who breaks open will come up before them. They will break out, pass through the gate, and go out by it. Their king will pass before them with the Lord at their lead. This is talking about the time at the end when Jesus comes back. In chapter 4, verse 1, check it out. Now it shall come to pass in the latter days. So when's the latter days? That's the last days. That the mountains of the Lord's house shall be established on the top of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills and peoples shall flow to it. Many nations shall come and say, come and let us go to the mountain of the Lord. Look at this, to the house of the God of Jacob and he will teach us his ways. What's that? That is speaking of when Jesus comes back and he rules and reigns from Jerusalem and the millennial kingdom begins. So we have this understanding when we look at Bible prophecy. The, we have the signs, and we're going to look at a couple of them just in a minute. And they're going to rock your boat. But the, that's the reality of it. God said it's going to look like this. However, God also said, when it's all over, guess what, baby? I'm coming back, and I'm going to rule and reign from Jerusalem, and it is going to be, boss, uh, it's going to be awesome. And that's even the message that we have here uh, from Micah. So I, I look at it, and I go, man, that is so cool. Um, listen, we're still looking to the future in this. Israel's reestablished as a nation in 1948. Uh, Israel's captured, recaptured, I should say, uh, Jerusalem, 1967. Um, but still coming is, a, is the 70th week of Daniel. And then Jesus comes back. And we have this great hope. And man, it's exciting. Okay, let's move on. So Assyria comes, and they're going to fulfill the prophecy. They're going to destroy uh, the northern kingdom of Israel. That's what Micah was talking about. Assyria, by the way, from when you read the Old Testament, you can tell what God is saying with Assyria. They become my servant, or they're the tool that I'm using to destroy uh, the people and their wickedness. And so the people of Israel and of Judah can say, well, wait a minute, the Babylonians, the people of Judah could say, the Babylonians are worse than us. God says, they may be, but guess what? You're my covenant people, and God judged them. Same thing with Assyria, and God judged them. And God called them out for their wickedness. Judgment begins at the house of God. And listen, when you look at the Western world, especially here in America, uh, for those of you who are watching all over the world, and I know we have people watching, listen, this is so cool. The other day, we had people from Saudi Arabia watching, uh, from different parts of Africa. We have from Singapore watching. So we want to welcome all of you from watching all over the world. So exciting. But here in America, there's this sense with a lot of people who are part of a church that, that think, well, God's not going to judge us because we're still a, you know, we still are a Christian nation. Look at the stuff that is coming out of this nation. It's just like people have their head in, in the sand. They're, they're not paying any attention uh, it reminds me of the prophecy of the days of Noah when people are buying and selling and giving to marriage and planting and harvesting and so forth. Uh, meaning they're just going along, well, don't, uh, don't tell me about the bad stuff. That's everything. People are just ignoring it. How many people, you probably have friends that, that aren't really, uh, maybe they go to church and they just say, well, I just don't pay any attention to those things. And, you know, I just, nah, all life is good. You crazy prophecy people, Right. Um, I mean, that, that's what they do. And then they well, well, just shut up. Don't, don't talk about these things. Well, the warnings are there. And uh, uh, to, to um, Americans, they, they, they tend to think, well, God's judgment isn't going to come. Well, listen, if God judged his people Israel by the Assyrians and by the Babylonians, what on earth makes uh, Americans think they're just going to skate by? Um, I, biblically, uh, America's eliminated in the, this place of power. Um, it's not ex existed in the tribulation period. It's destroyed. And I think that it's coming soon. I know that bothers people, but I mean, just look, look, let's just talk sense through it. Look at the president of the United States. You start looking at things, you go, well, it seems to me 
listen, God puts people into power that he wants there. He, he moves the heart of the king wherever he wants. He, he lifts up kings and he sets down kings. That's what Daniel tells us. God's in control. It looks to me like what we have right now is a case of uh, us going through judgment. By the way, what's interesting, also with this, Micah is saying, hey, Assyr, uh, this, this, uh, you're going to be come to your ruin. Uh, the the uh, northern kingdom is Samaria. You're going to come to your ruin. Assyria is going to do it. We just finished the book of Jonah. When Jonah went to Assyria and to Nineveh, they repented. Even the king repented. Remember that? He even required the sackcloth to be put on the animals. Uh, so you had this, this picture of the whole country um, just coming to a place of repentance. However, by the time Micah comes on the scene, the generation of the people of Nineveh and Assyria during the time of Jonah that repented, they died. Another generation has come, and this generation that has come, they didn't know the Lord. They didn't want to know about the things that their fathers told them. Their fathers told them, hey, you need to repent. Hey, you need to surrender to the Lord. Let me tell you about this guy named Jonah. Uh, they would have heard those stories. Said, oh, we don't need to hear that kind of stuff. And so the, another generation came out of Assyria, and they were wicked, and they came against the people of Israel. Uh, very interesting. Uh, rises, ro rising out of the dust of Assyria was another generation that did not know the Lord after the people of Jonah's generation had gone. And they go back to their way and, uh, uh, and back to their ways of wickedness. Listen, this is what's happening right now, it's certainly in the Western world. Um, we're, we're ignoring. Are we getting anything in the mainstream news about the unrest in China, Iran, um, I think Spain now also, I've, I'm going into this this week. I'm going to look. It's all over the globe this is happening. Nation rising against nation. Jesus said that would happen just before his return, right? Uh, the term nation comes from the, the Greek word ethnos. We get our English word ethnic. It means people group against people group. And it's happening. The rising up of people group against people group is happening. It's happening all over the globe. We don't hear about any of it, but here in America, here in the Western world, it's just this wicked, evil perversion. It says, I don't want to hear about Jesus. Think of the people of Assyria. Another generation comes along. We don't want to hear about your God. We don't want to hear about Jonah and the preaching and how God saved you. We don't hear about any of that nonsense. So Assyria went to wickedness. We have rising up here in uh, the Western world, this wickedness. All right, I'm going to go into this for a minute. And if this bugs you, it bugs you. Okay. So let's think about this. We heard of this Balenciaga, or however you pronounce it. I don't even know if I pronounce it correctly. Hey, can you guys pull up this picture? Thank you. So that this says Latin to English translation. Now, I want to say this. It says going from Latin to English is Baal and Siaga, uh, Baal the king. So people are saying this is fake news. I, uh, listen, I went and did some fact-checking myself. I'm going to share some things with you here in just a second. Um, so Baal is this demon god. That's who Baal is. Uh, from child sacrifice to, child, to worship to perversions of all sorts. So you've seen, we, we've all seen in the news, this Balen uh, Balenciaga, uh, the, um, how they're in their advertising campaign. It's, it's child, um, it, it's, it's horrible. It's, it's pedophilia on steroids, and it's out there everywhere. And what do we have? You have the Kim Kardashians. You have all these A-listers out of Hollywood that um, seem to think, I mean, the most they can say is, wow, that's really bad. I don't see them distancing from the money. Maybe some of them have said, this is evil. Nordstrom needs to get rid of this stuff. Any place that carries this stuff, uh, the, the, the stuff, it just gets more and more evil. The more I looked into it, the worse it got. It made me want to vomit. And, and I can tell you, if, if this stuff doesn't bother you, man, there is something seriously wrong. If you think this pedophilia stuff is, is, is okay, and I mean, you, what we're seeing right now, this is what's being exposed right now, is people who are good with this kind of stuff. Why? Because they, they like the money. I'm just going to wink at it. This is what's going to happen. Right now, some people are upset about this. Others, eh, not so much. They don't even care about it. They don't want to even talk about it. They have other things they want to talk about. They don't want to talk about this kind of stuff. 
probably because it upsets their pocketbook, or they're just so far gone uh, in, in their own hearts. And you, so you look at this, you go, this is what's going to happen. As time goes on, people's hearts are going to go harder and harder to this. Uh, the Bible tells us that men will wax worse and worse. In other words, uh, when we've turned from Christ and we've entered into that place of judgment, we get worse and worse. Turned over to a debased mind. You go worse, you go from bad to even worse. Um, right will be wrong and wrong will be, be right. Uh, but we've gone down this place of abortion and we've thought, well, aborting 60 or 70 million babies in America is okay. I think China's, what, 300 million or something like that. India, there's, and you think that's okay. Well, where's it gonna stop? Uh, uh, in Canada right now, from what I've seen, for all of you up in Canada, I got a few emails from you guys. Listen, uh, um, from what I've seen up in Canada, I read some articles, still hoping to be able to verify, verify them. I hope it's not true, but I think it is, that with the assisted suicide, they're going out to the homeless people saying, hey, um, now would be a good time to leave the planet. You know, you don't want to live like this. Well, Hitler got rid of the homeless people too. You know, you start looking at this, you start playing these things out. Where's this going to go? I can tell you exactly where it's going to go because of history and also because of what the Bible says. And people can say, oh, you're so offensive, uh, you're a doomsdayer, and that kind of stuff, like they obviously say. Um, yeah, I'm not going to stop preaching the truth, but this is sick. Okay, so back to this. Uh, by the way, Kylie Jenner, uh, there's some sickening things with her. You, this stuff, listen, this is like Satan worship of what's happening here. And, and, and God calls them out in the book of Micah for doing the similar things of their day. But so was it the Latin to English translation? If you guys could pull that book up here for a second. It says uh, Balenciaga, right? You look at that. And then it says Baal the king, uh, the demon king. Is that a legitimate thing or is it um, fact-checked and it's fake and it's just spun? All right, good question, right? So I decided to look a little bit at it myself and check this out. Here we go. You guys can do the same thing. Um, this is from a fact checker that says this is wrong. But listen to what they say as far as it being wrong. It was suggested that by translating the phrase um, from Latin to English, they say, well, it really doesn't work. But when you try to, it says, uh, try translating it from Sepedi, uh, a Bantu dialect spoken in previous uh, uh, in provinces in South Africa and uh, Lesotho, which I don't know. And then apparently when you do that, it does come out Baal and Siaga is Baal the king. I find that so fascinating um, that they say, well, no. In fact, the whole thing is a, is a joke. It doesn't really happen. But they even admit it in their own story. Well, when you do it in this other language, it does come out like that. This is from one of the, the, the fact checkers themselves. Okay, now I'm going to show you this next picture. Check this one out. Uh, this is from um, Robbie Starbuck. Robbie Starbuck, uh, out of Hollywood, but now he's uh, uh, not going down that path anymore. Um, and um, and this is regarding a an advertisement with uh, Balenciaga, Balenciaga, or however you say it, right? And he says this. Nobody says here. You know how Balenciaga had warning tape in one of their ads. Uh, spelling their name Baal and Siaga with notes with two A's, like Baal the God, the demon God, right? A friend just pointed out that if you separate those words in Latin to Baal and Siaga, then it translates to Baal is the king or Baal is a demon, pure evil. All right, whatever on the fact checking thing. Already, you already looked at the other thing. It says, well, you go in this other language, it actually does say Baal the king. In their own fact checkers, they do that. Okay, now Robbie Starbuck is referencing, look at this, this ad, here it is, check it out, Balenciaga, there, there's their building there, but look at that here, you got this kid here, there's different things in this picture I'm not gonna get into. Okay, if they didn't intend Bow, look at the yellow tape, the caution tape down there. This is an ad, this is what Robbie Starbuck is referring to. Why did they spell it with two A's, Baal and Siaga? Why did they do that? So you get these fact checkers on there saying, uh, you know, everybody's coming to the rescue of, of uh, Balenciaga. All these people out of Hollywood, all these people, the, the, the Silicon Valley, and all this other stuff. Uh, politicians are, why? Why are they doing that when it is obvious? I mean, believe me, 
it gets much more wicked. Pictures I cannot show you. There's no way. I was reading about a photographer. Anybody who's a photographer knows this. You set up the set. You set up the whole thing. Like the company didn't know this was really going on. You know exactly what you're getting into. This stuff is absolutely sickening. And again, you look at the caution tape. Why did they spell it with two A's if they were not intending it to be? There's imagery right there. There's idolatry. That is devil worship. I don't care what anybody says. And the things that these people are doing is unbelievable. And not only that, but uh, we live in a day where we have a church that just denies us. This is, this is, oh, come on. You don't really believe that, Pastor Tom. Do you, you can see it. You can see it everywhere. Um, and again, this is, just, and this is just the people that it's been exposed as. And I'm telling you, it's going to go away going to go away. This whole thing's going to go away. Somebody's going to be a scapegoat. Nobody's going to really care. And then this whole thing, I'm telling you, it is going to actually get worse. All right. So there raises up a generation that does not know the Lord. They hate the Bible being taught. They don't want to be exposed like this. The devil hates this kind of stuff. Um, whatever, right? What happens? So God comes down. When God comes down, this is what he calls them out for. He calls them out for their sin. He calls them out for their idolatry. He calls them, calls them out for their harlotry. What's the harlotry? It is spiritual uh, harlotry. It's spiritual uh, adultery is what it is. They've, they've gone the way to these other gods. They're able, they fund them. Their money goes there. And they get their, their sensual satisfaction from going that direction. That's what this is about. Um, and, then, and God says this. He says this. The mountains, when I come down and judge, verse 4, the mountains will melt under the Lord. The valleys will split like wax before fire, like waters poured uh, down a steep place. The mountains uh, will melt uh, under the Lord. Uh, listen, this is speaking of judgment. Uh, this is also a reminder. Psalm 97 uh, says this, the mountains melt like wax at the presence of the Lord. At the presence of the Lord, the whole earth, the heavens declare his righteousness and all the people see his glory. You look at that. What's this ultimately speaking of here in Micah chapter 1 verse 4? It's speaking of the last days that are uh, that are coming. That's what this is speaking of. When God comes down, when Jesus comes back, he's going to come down out of the sky. He is going to come back. And you know what? The naysayers that are out there, they can write all the articles. They can laugh and they can mock and they can scoff because even in that is fulfillment of Bible prophecy. The day is going to happen. What's going to happen on that day to all these people who go down the way of Baal and, and all these other things and follow the money trail and all the, just... Listen, there, there's a, a, a need to repent, a need to recognize things are happening exactly the way that the Bible said they were going to happen. So God calls them out for their sin, for their idolatry, and for their harlotry. Think of this. Uh, this reminds me of the words. Let me go back here. I missed a, a slide. Uh, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1. Know this, and this is a common passage if you've been in Bible prophecy long, then the last days perilous times will come. So first off, before I read the rest, what's he referring to? He tells us here, in the last days, what happens? Perilous times will come. All right, let's go on with the rest of it. For men will be lovers of themselves, check. Lovers of money, check. Boasters, check. Proud, check blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, check, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, look at this, having a form of godliness but denying its power from such people turn away. In other words, I'm very spiritual. Listen, the devil is very spiritual, so much so that the demons believe and tremble. Very spiritual. More spiritual than pretty much anybody on the planet are the demons. So being spiritual, somebody says I'm spiritual, but they reject the Lord, they fit this verse 5, having a form of godliness, but denying its power. From such people turn away. Now look at this. For of this sort are those who creep uh, into households and make captives of gullible women, 
loaded down with sins, led away by various lusts, always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of truth. What did he just say? Gullible women? This is what the Bible says. Loaded down, look at this, loaded down with lusts, led, sins, led away by various lusts, right? Think of this. Got this from uh, one of our viewers, John, in New York, and he brought a very interesting point when he, and he was quoting that passage, 2 Timothy chapter 3. He said, uh, there's a survey that was done. This is what he said. It seems that women are more unfaithful than men. He says, we're not saying it. It's in a survey carried out by uh, some store called Sex Place in which the balance of the infidels is slightly tilted to the side of women. 48% of men confess to have been unfaithful, while the percentage of practicing unconfessed women rises to 52%. Would women who are or might be unfaithful demand the right to abortion to cover their sin? Uh, then he talks about voting and how the voting uh, seems to be going that direction. So in other words, what John is saying, it's an interesting point, that if you're unfaithful to your husband, 52% get pregnant and cover your sin. What do you, I mean, when you look at that and you start to see, well, wait a minute, this is what Paul says. For of this sort are those who creep into households, making captive of these women. So they get into the households. How? By the internet, um, through social media, uh, however it is. They get in there. It's this, this, uh, this spiritual mentality that this is all, you know, you're, 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 uh, this whole soulmate kind of stuff or whatever it is, is not your spouse. And then all the other sins that are listed there in the last days, perilous times will come. And then they're led away because they're loaded down with sins and led away by various lusts. And it says, it continues, always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of truth. Always putting information in, but never able to make the right sense of it. But here, let me go here, and we're just about done here. I want to take your questions. I have a few minutes to take your questions. Notice God calls them out for their sin, their idolatry, and their harlotry. Regarding the harlotry, it's spiritual harlotry. What was happening within the temple worship practices, they started bringing in temple prostitutes and saying, hey, it's okay to have this within the service uh, of the Lord. God, God blesses this. Folks, we now have the drag queen hours, right? In churches, in churches. What else do we have? Look at this. Cambridge Dean says Jesus could have been transgender after truly shocking sermon proclaims Christ had decidedly vaginal appearance. Talking about when the sword was pierced into uh, the side of Christ, uh, what had taken place. So you look at this and you go down this path, and I, and I want to wrap it up here, um, but with vivid images, what Micah sees, he sees the Lord coming down to the planet to judge Judah and Samaria. Ultimately, that is going to happen. But as it was in the days of Judah and Samaria of the time of Micah, Micah projects us into the future when, look, it's only going to continue in the same type of thing, and it's going to get um, worse and worse and worse. So people's hearts will grow harder. So what do we have here? We have the details in verse one, then we have the doom and we have the distress. And what's the distress? Micah says, I'm weeping, I'm wailing for her wounds are incurable. What she has done, uh, she's come to this place where there's just absolutely no hope. With all of that, uh, listen, you look at this and there's just wicked stuff. Oh, I want to show you one more thing. I forgot about this. Let me show you one more thing. And people are, uh, it's PolitiFact that has come to the rescue to say, well, this isn't really true. This didn't really happen. Well, it did happen. I'm going to show you this video. It's about, I think it's about 10 seconds long. You ready? This is Disney video based on the, this series with Tim Allen, uh, the Christmas, um, uh, uh, the Santa Claus, right? The old movie series. And I guess there's a series that Disney has out now. Tim Allen said, hey, I want it to be about Christ. Nevertheless, let's see where this goes. Watch a short video and see what happens. Can you pull this up? It's a very short video. Ah, oh, there you go. Did you see that? 
Did, did, you, did you catch that on there? Uh, what's it say? We love you, Satan. And then they say it's not true. Well, they did get like that. Then they fixed them to say, Sam, do you think it was done on purpose? Gee, I mean, this is where we are, right? So, so Micah's saying, man, this is bad. You guys better repent. Uh, we've come to this place that's incurable. Okay, with all of this bad news, it's also Micah who gives us some great prophecies. We already seen some of them when Jesus comes back. It's also Micah that prophesies, we're not gonna be there now. I'm gonna go to your questions here in a minute. In fact, start getting ready to send in your questions. This one says, but you, Bethlehem Ephrathah, though you are little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of you shall come forth to me, the one to be ruler in Israel, whose goings forth are from old, from everlasting. Right in the middle of Micah's prophecies of doom and gloom. Bethlehem would have been Judah, uh, the area of Judah. Bethlehem's just, what, I think five miles outside of Jerusalem. I was just there a few weeks ago in Bethlehem. And, um, and so Bethlehem is down there. In the area that Micah's talking about, judgment is coming from uh, the Babylonians. Yet after that, the Messiah would be born in Bethlehem, the one who promises uh, the good tidings, peace, and great joy for all those who come to know the Lord. And then ultimately Jesus is coming back. The prophecies are going to be continued to be fulfilled uh, in all of their fullness, exactly as the Bible says they will. And folks, in the meantime, I'm looking at things. Man, things are, listen, the bad news, the, the doom news is just looking at the news, isn't it? So let's, get, let's re remember, Jesus is coming back. We have this prophecy from Micah chapter 5, verse 2. Jesus came the first time, and there is forgiveness for anyone who comes to him that they can be forgiven. So let me get to your questions. Let's start sending them in. We'll pick up here next week, and um, uh, uh, let, let, me, let me get to your questions. You guys ready? Start sending them in. By the way, I did have one I saw on earlier. Somebody asked me, I don't know who it was, um, said in Matthew chapter, 20, uh, chapter 7, verse 21, uh, Matthew chapter 7, verse 21. Let me go there. Somebody said, if you can lose your salvation, then how can you explain this verse? Uh, Matthew chapter 7, verse 21. This is Jesus speaking in the Sermon on the Mount. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Um, it's real simple. I mean, that's just a... Um, when, when you see this, all that is, is um, Matthew chapter 7, verse 21. That's just people who verbally said they knew the Lord. That's all that is. She said, if you read the rest of it, look at this. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, we, uh, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, done miracles in your name? And then Jesus says, I will tell them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice laws. I never knew you. There was no genuine repentance. You may have gone to church. You may have said all the right words. You may have told everybody you know me. These are people who don't know the Lord. I mean, that's what that is. So that is not about losing your salvation. These are fake Christians. That's what that is. Fake. Uh, just like Paul said in 2 Timothy chapter 3, they have a form of godliness but deny the power thereof. Uh, um, pretty simple. By the way, if you could lose your salvation, then you would lose your salvation. I mean, how are you going to keep it? You would because all of us uh, continue to sin. Some people don't think they do, but they do. Uh, question, I recently watched a video of John MacArthur saying that someone in the tribulation who takes the mark of the beast could still be saved. Does this make him a false teacher or is he just misguided? I don't think John's a false teacher. I just think he's misguided. I mean, Revelation chapter 14 is pretty clear. The angel says, if anyone takes the mark of the beast, it's curtains for them. Um, let's see. Let me see this question. When do the ten kings come? This is bride woman. When do the ten kings come to fruition? According to scripture, there are different takes on uh, when that happens. If you could move up some of the questions on uh, YouTube a little bit more, that would be very helpful. Um, so I can get to some of those also, or down either way. You can stop there. Um, the, uh, so this question is uh, regarding, I forgot what it was. What was that question? Oh, the fruition of the 10 kings, when they come about. Well, I believe that the 10 kings could come about at any time. That's what I believe. 
I don't believe that they don't have to appear until after the rapture. Um, the, the rapture, I believe, is going to take place before the 70th week of Daniel begins. I believe the 10 kings could form at any moment. Some of my colleagues disagree with me, but I don't see why. Um, the, the 10 kings, I do believe, need to be in place before Antichrist comes to power for two reasons. One of them is Revelation chapter 17, the 10 kings give their power and authority to the beast. Uh, uh, Daniel chapter 7, we see the 10 kings in place, and then comes up another one, an 11th one. So if he's the 11th, that means there's already 10. But um, I believe we could see the 10 kings. I believe we are witnessing the building of this 10 king beast system right now. And uh, it could take place before the rapture. It could take place after the rapture. Um, the the uh, Bible doesn't tell us, but we do know uh, that the rapture is imminent, and there's certain things that could develop. Let me say this too. Uh, the 10 kings could develop before the rapture takes place. Uh, the building of the temple could take place before the rapture takes place. I don't think it will. Um, I think the rapture is going to take place, and then probably the building of the temples can have something to do with Antichrist after he comes on the scene. That's what I think. Um, there's a few other things that we know they're going to happen in the last days, but we don't know the exact timing of them. Um, for example, um, the, the uh, uh, Ezekiel chapter 38, right? That battle is going to take place uh, we don't, in the last days. We don't know exactly when. That's why you ask prophecy teachers all the time, when will it happen? Some of them will be emphatic when it's going to happen. Others uh, won't. So I don't know exactly when it's going to happen. We do know this, for example, that the 144,000 Jewish men are going to be anointed and sealed at the very beginning of the tribulation period. We know that because we see them in chapter 7, and we know how many days. You put chapter 7 together and chapter 14 together, you go, oh, we can figure it out. We know with the, the two witnesses in Jerusalem of Revelation chapter 11, we are told exactly how many days they're going to be uh, prophesying. So there's certain things that we do know. We do know the judgments of the book of Revelation are going to be happening during the tribulation period. We also know this. It's with the confirming of the covenant of Daniel chapter 9. That is what begins the 70th week of Daniel, uh, the, the seven-year tribulation period. It is not the rapture that uh, causes, uh, the, that begins the tribulation period. It's the uh, Daniel chapter 9 covenant. That's what begins the 70th week of Daniel or the seven-year tribulation period. Uh, Amanda Hartley question, what do you think about drag time story? I already talked about that. That's, it's awful, it's wicked, it's of the devil. And um, I mean, I don't know what else to uh, say about it. I mean, how much more wicked could you get? I mean, these things are happening in churches. So God calls out the people in the Old Testament over these things. Man, by the way, I have a friend, Yossi, who happens to have a, a, a podcast. And if you ever want to watch his messianic uh, podcast, and the name of his podcast is Growing in God's Word. I believe it's on Spotify if you ever want to check that out. I told my friend Yossi I'd give him a shout out tonight. Um, let's see. Uh, let me, oh, I got, I got a bunch more questions. What am I, what am I doing here? Um, Klaus Schwab is too ugly to be Antichrist. Oh, all these different things. Uh, uh, let's see. Question, can you please explain Daniel chapter 2? Uh, I, I don't know if I can explain that in the amount of time we have left because I'm on a time limit. I have to be done here in just a few more minutes. I tell you what, let me take a screenshot of that and I will come back to that. Uh, uh, don't forget, tomorrow is uh, uh, Brit Gillette going to be over the top. Tuesday is Monkey. Uh, it's going to be over the top. Wednesday, I'm going to be live, but earlier than normal. And I'm also going to have a midweek update on Wednesday, looking at some other things too. So I'm excited about that. And I'll save this question about Daniel chapter 2 for later because I just don't have uh, enough time right now to get into this. Um, question, Kim Garrett, uh, the delusion is so strong all around me, even at home. Is there a specific scripture you suggest sharing with them? Uh, I pray daily. Um, you know, I, it's praying for them. Unless, uh, unless people are willing to listen to the scriptures that you have, um, you, you know, the, the deception, Jesus himself said in Matthew chapter 24, many are going to be deceived in that time. Uh, by the way, when it comes to Bible prophecy, 
you think of the various things that it does. Uh, Second Peter chapter three, it strengthens you to want to live right for the Lord. Um, another thing it does is it builds your faith and it gives you hope because you realize, oh, okay, I'm not caught up in all of this madness. The other thing it does is it keeps you from being deceived. So if someone's willing to just look at Bible prophecy and look at some of the prophecies, how they're coming together, then the light can go on. They go, oh, okay, now I can get it. Uh, Peter wrote in uh, first, I think it's in first Peter chapter one, verse 19. In fact, let me share this verse with you. Uh, it's second uh, Peter chapter one, verse 19. He said this, and so we have the prophetic word confirmed which you do well to heed as a light that shines in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. So the prophetic word confirmed as a light that shines in the dark place. That's what prophecy does. His, his prophetic word shines a light in the dark place. Listen, join me tomorrow, um, 2 o'clock Pacific Standard Time, Brit Gillette, on Tuesday with Monkey, same time. Wednesday morning, I'll be taking just your questions Looking forward to that, and I'll have midweek for you on Wednesday. God bless you guys. You are wonderful, um, but uh, I will be uh, talking to you later. Peace out. Thanks for listening and being a part of this week's podcast. Before you go, I'd like to invite you to visit our website, hopeforourtimes.com, and check out the many resources we have to offer. On our website, we have books, DVDs, and daily news articles that will always keep you up to date on the times we're living in. If you'd like to see the video version of this week's podcast, you can find us at Hope For Our Times on YouTube. God bless, and we'll talk to you next time.